Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying only on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man. That state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes.
broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, email rdgable at yahoo.com or tstradio at protonmail.com. You can find The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on Ground Zero Radio. It is Monday, February 27th, 2023, and if you missed any of our past episodes, you can find them in our free archive anywhere you listen to radio shows or podcasts, Apple Podcasts, for example, or on our website at www.thesecretteachings.info. You can also find our ad-free archive and my books there on the website. Again, www.thesecretteachings.info. It's that time of year again. It is the end of February, and since the so-called pandemic is over, we will be beginning tonight our fundraiser for Contact in the Desert, the big UFO conference coming up in a few months. I'm living pretty close to the event center, so we will not have to really raise a lot of money, but a little bit for travel and a little bit for lodging. We're going to try to raise four or $500 over the next three to four months. We should be able to do that. In the past, people have purchased me a plane ticket to go and cover the event. Remember that... The last contact in the desert, we got that really great audio from Emory Smith and helped to, I think, contribute to the downfall of the Corey Good cabal, the David Wilcock cabal and the Jordan Sather cabal. And it's because of listeners like you who supported the show that allowed us to go to events like that, that we were able to get that really great audio of the behind the scenes fraud that is David Wilcock. So if you would like to support us again this year, instead of just doing outright fundraising, I have some autographed show logos that uh, are framed. I also have, if you're interested, some people like collectible things. I have some uh, still functioning, still working, uh, but some old uh, equipment from the studio, things I've used for years here. Uh, old keyboard, perfect condition, super clean, uh, I'm, I'm going to be auctioning those off. If you're interested in that, just contact me. Let me know. We've got many, many months before the event, but I wanted to announce that is happening tonight. And of course, also the last thing is starting on March 1st, you can subscribe to the Secret Teachings on Aftermath. There's a separate Secret Teaching subscription, and then there's the premium subscription with Clyde Lewis's show, but that does not affect your subscription to the show otherwise which I think if you maintain your subscription with the secret teachings, I think it might be like a tiny bit cheaper because it's going to be, it's going to be like five or I don't know the exact cost yet, but it's, it's, I think it might be a little bit cheaper if you have the yearly subscription to the secret teachings now. So pay attention to that. And if you have any questions, shoot me an email at one of the emails that I provided you tonight. So just like with anything else, you know, it's almost like it doesn't matter if it's, politics or religion. It doesn't matter if it's UFOs. Everything is so polarized and things have always been polarized. Things have been polarized since the beginning of human civilization. When humans were in tribes, when tribes probably weren't even a thing, when animals, we see animals interacting in in, in tribal fashions, you know, long before humans had any kind of civilization as we know it, things have been polarized. You know, you don't, know who that person is, so they're a potential threat. There's always some kind of instinctual feeling that there's a threat or something's off or something's wrong. 
you know, someone doesn't look like you, someone doesn't act like you, think like you, doesn't come from where you come from. You know, these are natural instinctual feelings. And we find these present in every major and every minor political and religious and medical and every, every issue we, we, we deal with. You know, I, I had somebody send me a really nasty email. I thought it was funny for the record, but I saw somebody sent me a really nasty email telling me that they sort of agree with my show, but they've recommended I be taken off air. And the reason for that is because I don't, and I don't know what this means to them, but quote, I don't believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Now, if you've listened to this show, you know that morally, ethically, I agree largely with Christians. Um, I agree with the foundation of Islam and Judaism. I also agree with Buddhism. Um, I've, I've practiced Shintoism for some time now, a couple of months, uh, just trying to learn about that that practice. It's not really a religion, kind of like Buddhism is more of a, of a spiritual practice. And I just don't think that Jesus Christ was the son of God. I'm open to discussion on it, but because I don't believe that, it's almost like I didn't take a vaccine. I'm killing people. And this person said in the email that because I don't believe in Jesus Christ, I, I mean, I do think that Jesus Christ was a real person. I think he was many people because it was a title bestowed to, like Messiah is a title that means uh means, uh, you know, you've been baptized and that you are uh, a leader or a teacher. Uh, the pharaohs in Egypt were messiahs. They, that's what they called the, the fat taken from the crocodile uh, in the Nile River. They called it the Mesa. So they anointed you with the oil from the fat and that you were a messiah. These are titles, you know, and, and Christ is a title, the anointed one. So I believe that's a thing. It shouldn't matter what I believe in that regard. But this person recommended I be taken off air and said that I'm going to hell and called me a seed of Satan. And I find that really hypocritical because Christians don't really, it seems like, accept people who think things differently than them. Muslims really don't either, and neither really do Jews. And, you know, if you're Jewish, a lot of Jews aren't allowed to even marry outside of their, their Jewish communities. And it's, I understand this. I, I, I grasp this concept. You know, if you have Hispanic or Asian or black or white communities, for some reason, it's bad for white people to stay in their community. But for others, it's not considered a negative or bad thing. I, I get people want to stay in their communities. I get that people want to be around other people that they agree with. I, I understand this. I grasp this concept. Uh, it's it's um, very logical. It's instinctual. It's very, very human. But I, I couldn't help but think that accusing me of of these these things I'm a seed of Satan I'm all these evil things because I don't quote believe in Jesus Christ even if I even if I live more of a Christian life than this person does which I I kind of assume that I probably do the I, I couldn't help but think it's kind of like with medical things like with vaccinations like if you don't take the vaccine for COVID-19 you don't wear the ribbon in Seinfeld you're automatically a bad person. You could live a lifestyle that is 100% purely Christian, but if you don't say the words, I believe in Jesus Christ, suddenly you're killing grandma, if you will. You didn't take the vaccine. It's the same thing with climate. And it's also the same thing with like the, 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 the wacky world of conspiracy theories and quote the Illuminati, isn't it? It's like if I don't see every Dorito, okay, every potato chip, every corn chip, if every corn chip isn't a sign that the Illuminati's in control, then I just don't believe in the conspiracy, which means that I'm brainwashed. I'm under the control or the influence of some secret society. I mean, I had some guy the other day tell me, 
and I mentioned this on the show last week, some guy told me that I must, and he was asking me repeatedly if I got a COVID-19 vaccine, because if I did, he was implying that's why I couldn't see planet X in the sky. I don't know where these ideas <laughs> or these, these, these thoughts are coming from, but it's really delusional. And, and I don't know if there's any place where delusion is stronger, especially recently in the last couple of years, since that 2017 article came out about the Pentagon's uh, ATIP program, uh, with, the, with maybe with the exception of the Donald Trump cult, people that like Donald Trump or people that hate Donald Trump, maybe with the exception of that and the exception of masks and vaccines, I'd have to put in third place the most delusional uh, dichotomy within our society, I think, is the UFO community. And I, I'm not joking about that. I'm not exaggerating. I really think that outside of Donald Trump, like him or hate him, outside of the vaccine mask obsession, I think UFOs come in a strong third. And, you know, the thing is, we, we've realized over the last couple of years that uh, people can make a lot of money we've noticed this more than ever, realized this more than ever. You can make a lot of money selling fake stories. You can make a lot of money making yourself a hero, uh, turning yourself into a contact point for something that nobody else can see, nobody else can interact with. We've seen that you can make a lot of money being a charlatan, right? Uh, like if you ever see, you ever saw Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. We just watched that the other night. I don't really know the series that well. I don't know all the characters, uh, but the guy who uh, he pretends that he's this like this great wizard, but it's all stories that he took from other wizards, and he consolidated them into his own. I forget the guy's name. All Harry Potter fans are screaming the name <laughs> at their phone and their radio right now. But this guy, you know, he, he, he pretends like he's a wizard. He, he puts these memory charms on these other wizards to take their stories. I mean, that's, that's basically what the UFO community is. It's just consolidating all these other stories that have been told, fake or not, whether people believe them or not. And they just turn themselves. I mean, you, you, there's so many of these people. I don't even need to name them. You know who they are. And they just sell you nonsense. They sell you garbage. They sell you fake stories. I mean, Corey Good's deposition I don't know if you heard Corey Good's deposition, but my God, he just he lied his way through it and admitted that all the stuff that he was talking about was intellectual property. Nobody can have an interaction with his blue chickens because they're his property, his intellectual property. He made them up. It's part of the comic book. It's part of the the story. It's not real. And then after the deposition, he makes a video saying that, oh, well, the deposition, he really wasn't you know, telling the truth. It's like, well, you lied in the deposition under oath? Either way, people still believe these, these charlatans like Corey Good. They still believe charlatans like David Wilcock. They still believe the charlatans that are all over YouTube, the, the blonde lady. I don't even want to occupy you know, time describing this story again, but the lady that says she's Marina Serene, I, Marine Serene, Marina Serene, whatever her name is, claims that she was an SS guard, which I don't know why you would claim that. Maybe maybe it's true, but she can't tell you who it was. And she's in contact with aliens. And, you know, I actually read a post that she, before she blocked me on social media, uh, Marina Serene, she actually said that the UFOs that were shot down over Alaska and Canada and uh, Lake Huron Marina Serin actually said that these were, she was in contact with beings that told her 
what these ships were and who I guess was piloting them. I, I, I just, I can't even explain the stuff that she's making up. And this girl's like in her early twenties and she's like a foot model and she'll do custom masturbation videos for you on her only fans page. I mean, that's, I guess who the aliens are contacting nowadays. Um, you got to give up an HJ to get into the secret space program, which she says she's in the secret space program. She's a, she's a secret space insider. So uh, the, the point is she explains that she has these contacts and she's in connection with all these, she's a conduit. Okay. Just like, um, just like, you know, the story of Ramtha and Jay-Z Knight up in the Pacific Northwest, that weird Atlantean alien cult. And the Jay-Z Knight lady, she channels Ramtha, this Atlantean warrior. It's, it's very similar to that. It's just a con. It's a scam. These people are charlatans. It doesn't mean that there aren't real channelers. It doesn't mean that there aren't real psychics. There, it doesn't mean that people don't actually have these kinds of powers. I think intuitively all of us have I'll say this loosely, psychic powers, you, you can feel, I mean, intuition is kind of like a psychic power, a sixth sense. So these things are real. I'm not dismissing these kinds of, these kinds of, uh, uh, feelings or intuitions or powers. These are real things, but a lot of people abuse them in the same way that I'm not saying UFOs don't exist. Of course, UFOs exist. I imagine that there are probably limitless forms of life in the universe. Uh, that doesn't mean that I think everything I see in the sky is an alien spaceship from Zeta Reticuli. It doesn't, it, it, there's, there's a way to look at the world that isn't a dichotomy. There's a way to look at the world that isn't pro or anti, you know, uh, there's a way to look at medicine without just being pro or anti vaccine or a way to look at the climate without being pro or anti climate change or a denier of this or that. There's a, there's a way to look at the teachings of Christ without being a Satanist, if you disagree with some of the things that the church has institutionalized, there's a way to look at conspiracy theories and secret societies without being a denier and without working for the feds because you don't think Dorito chips are a symbol of the Illuminati. And there's a way to look at UFOs, you know, in, in general, whatever they might be, uh, again, without being a denier without being work, you know, a member of some shadowy agency trying to conceal, you know, the, 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 the big secret, because you don't believe that some object in the sky is an alien spaceship. There's a way to look at things outside of the dichotomy, outside of the polarizing left, right paradigm, which consumes, it's a fallacy that consumes our everyday life. And so when this Marina Serin girl says she can channel these aliens and they told her what was shot down in Alaska and Canada and Lake Huron and all this, and people for some reason believe, believe this and who knows, maybe she's telling the truth. I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. But those stories recently that were in the news over Super Bowl weekend, you know, it took a lot of, took a lot of attention away from other things. I don't think that the government said, let's pretend to shoot things down. So people don't know there was a big train wreck in Ohio the media doesn't report things all the time. They don't routinely take attention or focus away from something by promoting UFOs being shot down. So I don't think that those those stories uh, were planted to take away from the, the Ohio train incident, among so many other incidences that have occurred with trains and planes and factories, etc. over the last couple of months. So I don't think that it was a conspiracy to conceal what happened in Ohio. I find that to be another ludicrous assertion, very polarizing, and doesn't really make any sense. 
But let's let's kind of examine once again officially what happened in the cases of uh, those unidentified objects being shot down. This was just a week ago, uh, reportedly, that the U.S. military, and you don't hear much about this, you haven't seen much about this, the U.S. military has, as of, as of a week ago, finally they gave up last Monday searching for whatever it was, whatever it was that they shot down over near over or near Dead Horse, Alaska. Um, they circled the area, and uh, Navy pilots flying P-8 Poseidons, and they gave up. Um, well, actually, this was actually this this wasn't even Monday last week. Excuse me, this was last. Says this, they gave up on Friday. Uh, it might have been the the Friday before last Monday. So they they gave up about you know about a week or so after the the initial shooting down of the object. So they really they really haven't said anything or quote unquote found anything. A few hours after the uh, the U.S. Navy gave up looking for that object in Alaska, Canadian forces who were searching for the object shot down over the Yukon territory. They also stopped searching for the object and the stories disappeared. Uh, the same thing happened over like Haran where the coast guard um, didn't find anything and just stopped their search. It's kind of weird that if, if these, let's say these objects were really evasive and you know, the way that they were described makes them sound almost like maybe, maybe some, in some cases like balloons, probably not. I mean, the, 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 the way that some of these things evaded radar or seem to have a conscious control behind them. There's a lot of ways to look at this, but, but the point is if you shoot these things down and you're not exactly 100% sure what they are um, and, and you really believe that the media, the, the military, federal government in general believes that they don't know what these things are, I feel like you would, you would be searching until you found something because it would just be too important to just leave buried in the ice or in the forest somewhere or, or in the, in the lake. I mean, you would, you would definitely search until you found something I, I would imagine, you know, unless it's like months and months of searching and you find nothing, but just a couple of days really for something so important. And, and you just don't, you don't find anything and you just give up. There's something strange there. See, that makes me think that they shot something down, but it probably was to make the white house look really, really good because of the incident with the Chinese balloon. So they're probably not alien spacecraft. So Marina Sarin is wrong about that. They're probably just, I'm not saying that they're hobby balloons, but they're probably things, and, and maybe there's something like that, but they're things that have been in the sky. And because of the incident with the Chinese balloon, the president is, is just being made to look good by ordering the military to shoot down anything that is floating in the air. Alaska, Canada, Lake Huron, doesn't matter. You know, they just shoot them down. And we, there's radar anomalies all the time, I imagine. Military, commercial, etc. But suddenly, these are the only radar anomalies in Montana as well. They didn't find that one or shoot it down. And uh, then they, they shoot these things down. The president looks good, right? president looks good, I guess, to, to some people. The president looks good. And, and then they give up the search almost immediately as if they knew what they were or as if they're not really that concerned with whatever these these craft might be. And so whether you're shooting them down without investigating what they are first, which I don't believe that story, but that's officially what the White House said. They just shot them down without really investigating them, which is not true because you can listen to the recording. The pilots 
described what they saw over Lake Huron. They tracked the thing over Alaska for, for more than a day. So they did investigate them. So it's weird that the White House would tell us that they didn't investigate them. They just shot them down. Maybe that's supposed to make the president look even better. We didn't even bother to check what it was. We just blew it out of the sky. It could have been a jet, commercial jet. We don't know. We just blew it out of the sky. Make the president look good, maybe. But then to not search for it, that's also very suspicious. Or search for a couple days, kind of turning over a rock here, a rock there. This The whole thing seems really, really strange. And for some reason, I don't know why this is. I think it's part of the dichotomy again. But how can anybody trust what the federal government is telling them about UFOs? It's a serious question. It's a, it's a, it should be a profound question. How can you trust what the federal government is telling you about UFOs? If you know the history of UFOs, even if it's just in America, you should not trust anything the government tells you about UFOs. But yet people believe, oh, the government, the Pentagon, the ATIP program, and you know the USS Nimitz, and it's. I'm not saying these pilots didn't see anything. I'm, I'm not saying that these ships didn't record anything. Of course they did. But those are not the only stories. And just because the government acknowledges them officially, finally, and and we're going to look at the details of this coming up in the next segment, uh, doesn't mean that we should trust everything the federal government is telling us, the the Pentagon's research or whatever the the branch or the agency or the, the office is that's investigating this. Why is it after 70, we just had the 75th anniversary of, of Roswell last year. Um, I actually went to the, the event in, in, in Roswell, New Mexico, it's about a six hour drive from where I'm here in Tucson. And that question is, 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 is always on my mind. How can we trust the government, federal government, about the subject of UFOs? We can't even trust the federal government to tell us, you know, about, uh, about like, well, how about the situation in Ohio or any of the, the factories that have exploded in flames? Or we can't expect the government to even acknowledge these things when they're happening in our face. How can you trust the government that's lied to you for 75 years about UFOs to tell you the truth suddenly? about UFOs. And maybe that's part of the psychological game. But I think just like the the con artists and the charlatans on YouTube and Twitter, etc., that sell you these fake UFO stories, the government sells you fake UFO stories for different but similar reasons. They're not looking to make money off of you with monetization. They're looking to either take your attention away from something else or they're using it to make it seem as if the president is really in charge. He's defending the country, shooting these things down. The point is the federal government is manipulating your perception of UFOs in the same way that Marina Seren or David Wilcock and others manipulate your perception of of UFOs or conspiracies. They might not all be doing it for money, but they're doing it because they're getting something that's beneficial to them out of it. And this is a really important thing that needs to be recognized and acknowledged. When we come back from break, we're going to look at the most recent UFO report And then I'm going to take you into sort of a wormhole back in time to 2013 when Edward Snowden said that the PRISM program, remember the PRISM program, the National Security Agency, was actually mining UFO data and seeing what people believed and thought and saw, etc. about UFOs to potentially use it against the public. That's a really powerful piece of information that I want to bring back to 2023, a decade later. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this. Through the prism, the UFO. I'm Ryan Gable again, thesecretteachings.info. 
and we'll be back. It's 2023, the year of the rabbit, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on GroundZero.radio. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio. I don't need it. And for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. I don't need it. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed. I definitely don't need it. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. I need your support economically and energetically will keep us on air into the future. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana? Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir. Or if that's not enough, check out Good Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings, but most importantly, it supports you. Broadcasting from somewhere between heaven, hell, and purgatory. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Release the Kraken! Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows with your host, Ryan Gable. Intelligent evil dust uh, scattered everywhere like, like confetti in everything. So the U.S. federal government's most recent UFO report came out in January of this year, 2023, from the Director of National Intelligence, identified 366 reports of UFOs. Out of the 366 reports, 26 were characterized as drones, 163 characterized as balloons or balloon-like objects, and six were attributed to clutter. The remaining 171 reported objects, quote, demonstrated unusual flight characteristics or performance capabilities and are undergoing further analysis. Many of the reported sightings lack enough detail or data to be properly characterized. Now, perhaps we shouldn't judge the present on the past, but Operation Blue Book, remember Operation Project Blue Book? Made a TV show about it, actually. Project Blue Book, which is now a TV show, Project Blue Book, um, I think they left about 10% of all UFO sightings up to the imagination, if you will. 
Project Blue Book began back in 1947. That was the year that Kenneth Arnold saw his flying saucers. He actually said that they kind of skipped along the water or like a, like a disc on the water, like a, a saucer on the water if it was skipping, like a rock on the water. He didn't say he saw flying discs from another dimension or another planet, but Kenneth Arnold reported that he saw what kind of looked like little saucers skipping on water. The, the quote is, a saucer skipping across the water. And his initial report goes out across the news wires. Reporters wanted to make a story out of it, so they inevitably started running with the flying saucer story. Arnold even complained to some of the newspapers and said that he's been misunderstood and misquoted. He said that he had been, uh, quote, misunderstood and uh, newspapers had misquoted me. Didn't do anything. They continued to publish these flying saucer stories. Didn't matter if the guy who told the story said, that's not what I meant. That's not really what I said. That's certainly not what I implied. Didn't stop the newspapers from running these stories because newspapers, just like people on YouTube and just like the federal government in general, they have something to gain by selling you these fake stories. And as the same year, 1947, around that time, 1948, we get the Blue Book Project. We get Project Sign and all of the other subsequent projects to investigate UFOs. Project Blue Book officially, if you go to, if you want to read the official uh, mainline narrative, if you will, uh, AF.mil, that's Air Force.mil, Unidentified Flying Objects and Air Force Project Blue Book from 1947 to 1969. And they left about 10% of the reports as unexplained. And the U.S. government is doing something very, very similar today. The Director of National Intelligence doing something very similar today. Uh, not just the most recent report, but there are a handful of, of cases that just can't be explained. They're not drones. They're not clutter, quote-unquote clutter, and there is a lot of clutter. And uh, balloons. They're not really balloons, so they really can't explain what they are. They're under further analysis and they, quote, officially demonstrated unusual flight characteristics or performance capabilities. That's something that should probably get, you know, the, the average person who thinks that this is all just a joke, that should at least get your attention. If, you know, the federal government is acknowledging that these things are kind of, um, they're unexplained, and they, uh, they have uh, uncharacteristic uh, uh, abilities, that probably probably can't be explained by drones or balloons or just random objects that are cluttering uh, the sky. But it's also important to recognize that this is essentially the same exact explanation that we've gotten for decades from the federal government, not just Project Blue Book, um, but during Project Blue Book and after Project Blue Book, um, you, you may remember before Project Blue Book became the thing that, that we know it to be, in the fall of 1947, this was the year that Arnold saw these flying saucers, General Nathan Twinning, head of the, at the time, Air Force Material Command, he wrote a memo on the subject of these unidentified objects, and in reviewing the classified data, he said that the, quote, phenomena is 
something real and not visionary or fictitious. And by phenomena, Twinning was referring to craft that moved at extraordinary speeds and displayed what he called, or what he said, were, quote, extreme rates of climb, maneuverability, particularly in rolling motion and motion in general. The aerial vehicles, he reported, left no trail and they rarely made a noise. So whether it's taking out of context or inferring something that should not be inferred from Kenneth Arnold's report in 1947 to finding the same kind of inference today and the same kind of fake stories run by the media, the same kind of fake stories that you hear all over YouTube and social media, all over the UFO community, people today are doing exactly what the government did back in the 40s. In fact, the government today is doing exactly what they did back in the 1940s, while still sort of acknowledging whether it's Back in 1947, with General Nathan Twinning, or it's today presently the Director of National Intelligence saying, yes, most of these are explainable, but there are some that we cannot explain, and leaving the rest to your imagination. There is a very strong parallel between the most recent report and the report and actually multiple reports from years previous, since 2017, and precisely what both uh, Twinning and the Project Blue Book program uh, decided back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. A certain percentage can't be explained. The phenomena is real. And at the time, they didn't want to focus a lot of attention on it. We we can understand uh, because of the, the potential Uh, for war, at least the perception was the potential for war with the Soviet Union. This was the military's excuse. We don't want to make people hysterical about UFOs because we have a much more direct problem or a much more direct threat that we're that we're facing. Which actually in context, this was the this is the context of Ronald Reagan's famous statement where he said, and he's talking about war, but he said, I can't imagine um Uh, That, you know, if we were faced with an alien threat, uh, how quickly our differences would would dissolve and how we would we we would unite to fight this threat. And he said, I can't think of anything more alien than war uh, and and, and the threat of war. I'm paraphrasing what Reagan said. I'm not a not a fan of Ronald Reagan. I'm just quoting what he said. The UFO community quotes Ronald Reagan a lot in this context. And it's usually it's usually out of context. He was referring to war and uniting people together as a result of, of understanding that if we were faced with some greater threat, we would probably forget our differences and come together and fight it, U.S., Soviet Union, etc. And it's kind of the same idea today that a lot of UFO-minded people, let's call them, and I guess you could put me into that category, it's a lot of people today that believe that the federal government has for a long time taken this idea, cultivated it, and said, maybe we could take the idea of UFOs and kind of the idea of what Ronald Reagan said, and we could, we don't have to actually have aliens here. We could just pretend that there are aliens. They don't have to blow up cities. You know, Hollywood has portrayed an alien invasion like that for for decades. We don't have to have these aliens blow up cities or kill people. We could just have the objects kind of there. Now, they could be balloons, they could be the military, they don't actually have to even show you the UFO. They can just tell you they shot it down over Alaska, tell you that they shot it down over Canada, tell you that 
they shot it down over Lake Huron. And I'm sure that they did shoot something down. But I'm saying you don't actually need to show anybody. People believe that something was shot down, right? The charlatans on social media, they go in and say, look, the aliens told me what was shot down and they're very upset about this. Or, you know, these weren't the good aliens. These were the bad aliens being shot down. This is a secret war. And people eat that stuff. They'll buy that stuff. They'll throw tons of money at these people online for selling them this garbage, this nonsense. Likewise, there is just as many people that are like, yeah, Joe Biden got those UFOs. He's a good guy. He cares about national security. <laughs> yeah, sure. There's just many people that believe that nonsense. And then there are people like myself and people like you, hopefully you, sit back and think, none of this sounds right, no matter how you break it down. No matter how you separate um, the, the, the fact from fiction, none of this seems like it's kosher, if you will. Uh, they, they gave up the investigation I reported in the first segment uh, last, it wasn't last Monday, but the Friday before last Monday. So just a few days of investigating in Alaska, Canada, and, and the Great Lakes area, Lake Huron, and they just, they give up. Now, if they didn't know what it was, you would think that they would continue to investigate, and maybe they are unofficially. This is what's so hard to, to decipher about the, the UFO enigma. You don't know who's telling the truth. You can't see or touch or taste or hear, quite literally, uh, these things for you know yourself. I can't go out and touch the thing. So I don't know who's telling me the truth. And I can't help but think that since I have not believed the official account of, of, of UFOs from the federal government, uh, of anything I've read, military or otherwise, since the 40s, and even before that, I mean, I guess I, I believe what the military officials and even, you know, commercial airline pilots are, are seeing, not saying it's alien, but I don't, I don't believe the official government account, which even recently, you know, since 2017, it's been like, well, we just, we're just now going to unleash, un, un, unleash and, un, and, and unveil these UFO files and investigate the reports going back to the 40s. It's like, if you ever read Timothy Good, for example, uh, Top Secret or uh, need to know any of his books, famous UFO researcher. I mean, the stuff he documents is incredible. Uh, official reports. Uh, he's got the, the the documents in the book. And I mean, the stuff that the military has seen and interacted with since at, le at least the 1940s is unbelievable. It's it's way more unbelievable than anything you found looking at ATIP or anything that uh, that you've heard from the Pentagon or Louis Elizondo or anything you've heard from the mainstream media acknowledging these UFOs. I mean, the stuff that are that that are in those records, and that's that's just what we see. If you read Timothy Good, for example, it's it's beyond your comprehension. It sounds like he's making it up, but there's the document, and maybe the document's made up. If that's the case, then you know that implies that there's some larger conspiracy. It's just really hard. It's like an eel or something, uh, or a greased watermelon. It's just really hard to get your hands on this and actually figure out what's going on. So just just like with Project Blue Book and just like with um, the uh, uh, General Nathan Twinning uh, memo, they're acknowledging today that UFOs are real. A lot of the stuff is not, you know, a UFO. It's just a balloon or it's junk in the sky or whatever. But there really are things that they can't explain. But they've been telling us that since the 1940s, so that's not really new news. The most recent January 2023 report from the Director of National Intelligence does the same thing. Oh, balloons and clutter and this and that. But some of these actually demonstrated unusual flight characteristics or performance capabilities. That is literally, literally 
what General Nathan Twining said back in 1947. He said the phenomena is something real and not visionary or fictitious. He said that these objects can, uh, they have extreme rates of climb, maneuverability, and motion. It's it's almost, it's like they're just, they're just taking what Twining said in the 40s and they're just repeating it today. You're telling me since 1947, you want to do the math on that? How many years is that? Okay, they just had the 75th anniversary of Roswell last year. Almost, it's a three quarters or more of a century. And the federal government is giving us the same exact excuse they gave us in 1947. Like quite literally the same excuse. And not only is it pretty much the same excuse, but you have to consider also the whole balloon angle. I mean, the whole thing started with the balloon, then it was a flying saucer, flying disc. And then today it starts with a balloon and then we're back to UFOs and we're not calling them UAPs. So something is, something is up, something is off here, okay? And I think that, I hope that you can see it. It's, I hope that's why you listen to the secret teachings. Uh, you tune into Ground Zero Radio, you, Aftermath, you listen to Clyde Lewis. Um, there's a handful of other uh, podcasts and radio shows where they do a really nice job breaking this stuff down. But generally speaking, the UFO field is not only oversaturated, it's just, for the most part, a bunch of people that are selling the mainstream narrative, or they're selling the alternative narrative, and there isn't much wiggle room for asking questions. In fact, asking questions can get you banned, shadow banned, blocked. I'm not talking about social media. I'm talking about, the generally speaking, the UFO community. People don't want anything to do with you because you question the narrative. And that's not really science. That's not really, really investigation. That's just protecting a narrative, protecting a belief system, etc., so we're learning the same thing about UFOs today that we knew back in the 1940s. Not, not, nothing, is, nothing is new. Okay? And when Ronald Reagan said, remember what Ronald Reagan said? I could play the clip if you really, really want to hear it. He said, I'd imagine how quickly our differences would, would dissolve, would change if we were confronted with an alien threat. And that statement has been on so many occasions, taken out of context. He's referring to, to aliens, right? Uh, no, he's actually referring to, to war. He says the, th- the war and the threat of war. Um, and you, you, have to, you have to put it in context with the time, okay? When he said this at the, I believe it was at the United Nations, it was the UN when he said this. It, this is during the Cold War, okay? Tensions are very high. Uh, just like any kind of, even though it's the Cold War, wasn't a hot, aggressive war, but uh, tensions are very high. Everything in the sky could be a missile, spy plane, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the context is very important. Now, if you listen to what he actually says, he's he's talking about war. I'll play you the, the clip here, but I want you to listen to what he says, and then I want you to apply that to how the government is handling UFOs today, and how, although Ronald Reagan is not talking about Project Bluebeam, okay, Project Bluebeam doesn't exist, folks. It's, it's, it's an idea. It's way more complicated than it needs to be. It's, it's just, it, 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 it was a, a, a theory. It's not a real thing, okay? There isn't a, a piece of equipment called Project Bluebeam that they flip the on switch on and there's a UFO. They don't need to do that, Okay. Uh, it's kind of like with the idea of birds aren't real, right? We did a show on this last Monday. Um, 
birds aren't real. There, there really are taxidermy birds that are being turned into little cyborgs or cybirds. Okay, that's a real thing. They're being used to spy, probably on animals. They could be used to spy on you, but they don't need mechanical birds to do that. They just need your cell phone or your tablet or your computer. All right, so taking a deep breath, let's listen to Ronald Reagan and what he had to say about aliens. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? What could be more alien to the universal aspirations of our peoples than war and the threat of war? See, that whole last part, war and the threat of war, that gets cut off by the people that want to make it seem as if Ronald Reagan is talking about an alien invasion that's already taken place and they're already amongst us. They conveniently cut off that last part. You've probably heard that statement like a billion times, you know, if you're interested in UFOs. But when he said that, and when you take that clip and you put it next to uh, Dr. Carol Rosen, uh, who was the assistant of Werner, of Werner von Braun, who founded NASA and a lot of other things, famous uh, German rocket scientist. She said that they would use, the establishment would use the threat of terrorism and asteroids, and then there'd be the fake alien invasion, and they put space weapons you know, around the planet to protect the planet. But it's all, it's all made up. But you, you would just need the threat. You don't actually need the aliens. You don't actually need the ships. You don't actually need to show anybody anything. Nobody showed you anything to convince you to get a vaccine or stay in your house or put a mask on. They don't have to show you anything. And what they show you can just be computer-generated images. I mean, Pfizer even acknowledged that about how they do gain-of-function research. They say it's all computer modeling. It's not real. It's fake. It's just computer modeling. It's on a computer. It's a model of something. It's not real. It could be real, but it's not. That's what they're looking at. It's on the computer. Same thing with UFOs. They don't actually have to show you the ships or the aliens or the tentacles or any of that. They just have to create the perceived potential in the minds of the people threat that there are things above us, that there are aliens, etc. We look at all of this in the first hour tonight simply to get us to go back in time to 2013 when Edward Snowden, in an interview, June 9th, 2013, with the UK Guardian newspaper, revealed how the NSA surveillance program, we call it PRISM, but there are more components and, and arms of it. He said that PRISM was being used to mine UFO and ET contact-related data as part of an ongoing attempt by the U.S. government to potentially, I mean, he said it could be used, potentially to implement some form of space wars initiative. Now, this was back in 2013. This was 10 years ago. Okay. Edward Snowden also said, keep that on hold for a second. Edward Snowden also said, if you, whether you believe him or not, I want you to listen to the statement he made about surveillance in general. Okay. I played this for you Friday. Now, when he makes this statement, whether you believe Edward Snowden or not, he's talking about using the past, using things you posted or did in the past to sort of in a broad way paint you as a, as a criminal or as someone who's done something wrong in the present. Even if you've never done anything wrong, the past can be used to convict you in the present 
because of something you posted or said or did whatever 10, 15, 20 years ago. Take a listen to this and tell me if this isn't exactly what the mobs of social justice warriors and red guards are doing today with this data. And these are the people largely that work at the Twitters and the social media companies. This is why the censorship and the, and the shadow banning is so bad. It's because of stuff like this. Take a listen to this. Uh, to where it's getting to the point you don't have to have done anything wrong. You simply have to eventually fall under suspicion from somebody, even by a wrong call. And then they can use the system to go back in time and scrutinize every decision you've ever made, every friend you've ever discussed something with, and attack you on that basis to sort of derive suspicion from an innocent life and paint anyone in the context of a wrongdoer. We are currently... So that is Edward Snowden saying that they can go back in time, look at things you've done in the past, paint anybody today, even if you've done nothing wrong, as a wrongdoer. Okay, that's what the NSA intelligence system can, can be used for. This is what all this data, this data mining can be used for. Now imagine if you applied that, and Edward Snowden talked about this, imagine if you applied that to, say, UFOs. Imagine if you went into the, into the records and you found everything that there was about UFOs published online. Okay, every UFO uh, report, every ET uh, contact, everything that has, has been discussed, everything that has been talked about pertaining to UFOs. Okay, you have all that information, all that data. Now, imagine if you were to do the same thing, let's keep that on hold, with conspiracy theories, right? You find what's popular on the internet with conspiracy theories, okay? Especially really, really hard to, to um, process conspiracy theories like human trafficking or pedophile rings, etc. You take all that information, basically what people are interested in, because instinctually we want to protect children, we want to protect the vulnerable as, a, as an individual, as a collective, as a people, regardless of what our religion, our ethnicity, etc. is. So you take something like that where people are obviously going to react in the way that they do because we, we don't like pedophiles. We don't, we don't like when children are abused. We don't like um, when uh, you know, people are abused and hurt and, 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 and we, we just as a, we're, we're civilized, right? So you take that and you concoct this this series of conspiracy theories that social media allows to operate on their platform, even though they supposedly are against it. And you get Pizzagate and you get QAnon. You get some secretive agent in the government or something that's giving you this information that you want to hear. It's probably AI or some kind of soci, self-organizing collective intelligence, some, something to that effect. But it's giving you information that you want to hear, you want to interact with. It makes you feel like a superhero. It makes you feel as if there's a Jesus-like figure that's going to save you. That might be Q or some other person, maybe J John F. Kennedy Jr. It's a, it's a cult, okay? And, and, and people on the left are very, very um, aggressive and nasty, but they're, they're right in making fun of and mocking that, that cult. Pizzagate, QAnon, total nonsense, total garbage. It's an intel operation, okay? Just like Operation Trust in the 20s and the, with the Soviets, uh, or the Hundred Flowers campaign, finding people who believe these things, and then through the Trump presidency, targeting those groups, isolating the people who are concerned about pedophiles, or concerned about election fraud, or concerned about this or that, whether it's real or not, in in, in certain particular cases, and then 
hardening the grip, tightening the grip on those groups, okay? Socially assassinating them, if you will. Imagine if the government does the same thing with UFOs. They could create, with all that data, a narrative about UFOs that you might want to hear. And then you would follow that narrative. And as you follow that narrative, it's not taking you to expose the pedophiles or to expose the election fraud. It's not taking you to expose the, to the aliens. It's just another intel operation. It's very similar to what Ronald Reagan is taken out of context, alluding to that the government would perhaps, you know, we, we, we would be able to, to bring ourselves together if we were faced with an alien threat. Uh, the idea of the fake alien invasion, Dr. Carol Rosen and, and Werner von Braun. Um, it's taking that idea and implementing it through the internet and through the gathering of all this data. Edward Snowden said the NSA was investigating all this data with their prison program potentially to create the idea that there is a threat and to use that to obtain even more power and more control. I think that's why there's so much attention on the UFO subject now from the federal government. I think it's a scam, just like all those YouTube social media charlatans. More on this when we come back from break. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Don't go anywhere. From the occult and theology to history and the paranormal, The Secret Teachings radio show brings you that and more Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. If you're looking to learn more in 2023, then look no further than books from The Secret Teachings. The Technological Elixir explores UFOs, artificial intelligence, and demonic contracts in the entertainment industry. Liberty Shrugged is an illuminating and nonpartisan look into American history, focusing on natural law, slavery, and the war for independence. Food philosophy is not a diet book, but it does help alleviate confusion over food industry propaganda with specific focus on bizarre ingredients that are put into your foods. And Occult Arcana is a compendium of esoteric wisdom, from theology and sympathetic magic to witchcraft, voodoo, and the origins of holidays. Get physical and digital copies of these books only at www.thesecretteachings.info. And remember, all physical books also come with a digital copy as well. This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio and for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. Your support economically and energetically will keep us on air into the future. Thank you for your support. Hi, this is Laura. I'm from Las Vegas, and I listen to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable because he never fails to provide us with great information from various topics on which he's done extensive and thorough research to back him. Thank you for all that you do and all your hard work, Ryan, and thank you for sharing it with the rest of us. This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Why else would you show up with that thing on your back just three days before President Business is going to use the crackle to end the world? President Business is going to end the world? But he's such a good guy. And Octane, they make good stuff. Music, dairy products, coffee, TV shows, surveillance systems, all history books, voting machines. Wait a minute. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. 
Think about your hero when you're at ground zero and crawl up to the follow back to me. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of the secret teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Restricts the activities of the surveillance state. Our policy, uh, even our agreements with with other sovereign governments, we consider that to be uh, a stipulation of policy rather than a stipulation of law. And because of that, a new leader will be elected. They'll flip the switch, uh, say that um, because of the crisis, because of the dangers that we face in the world, you know, some, some new and unpredicted threat, we need more authority, we need more power, and there will be nothing the people can do at that point to oppose it, uh, and it'll be turnkey tyranny. You are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. That was Edward Snowden back in 2013, 10 years ago. As of June of this year, it be 10 years ago having a discussion with the Guardian newspaper in the UK, what he called turnkey tyranny, suggesting that whatever the government uses the PRISM program for to gather all this data, it could be used to create the idea, the perception of a threat, could be a threat from anything, And then that threat could be used to accumulate mass amounts of power to create a situation in which the people are completely helpless and to consolidate all authority, all power into a central source. Now, what he says there can be taken greatly out of context, but if you apply it to other things that Edward Snowden has said, for example, I played this for you earlier, when Edward Snowden says that it doesn't matter if you did anything wrong, Your past can be used against you, and that past can be used to create, kind of derive suspicion from an otherwise innocent life. Take a listen to this and tell me if this isn't exactly what the Red Guards and the social justice warriors working at the social media companies do on a daily basis. Flagging and reporting and taking information down and associating it, something you post or something you say with acts of terrorism or acts of, uh, you know, uh, sabotage, uh, you know, you're trying to sabotage people's health by not getting a vaccine, whatever the case is, it doesn't, all these things apply. And censoring, banning, going back to something you tweeted 10 years ago or five years ago, whatever, and, and, and saying that that tweet is inappropriate. So your account is suspended today. Edward Snowden said this was going to happen. Whether you believe him or not, he said this was going to happen. This is what the intelligence agencies can do. This is what the intelligence gathering is allowing the intelligence agencies to do. Increases every year consistently by orders of magnitude uh, to where it's getting to the point you don't have to have done anything wrong. You simply have to eventually fall under suspicion from somebody, even by a wrong call. And then they can use the system to go back in time and scrutinize every decision you've ever made, every friend you've ever discussed something with, and 
attack you on that basis to sort of derive suspicion from an innocent life and paint anyone in the context of a wrongdoer. So anybody who posted anything online ever could be a cat video, could be a picture of your grandkids, could be anything. Something in that picture, something associated with that link to the cat video, anything could be used to, in the present day, whether that's five, ten years later, to paint you as a wrongdoer, to paint you as a potential criminal, a potential threat, and to use your past to criminalize you in the present. All of that has come true. All of that has happened largely because of the influence of social media and how powerful uh, these Promethean fire-like monolith black monolith devices we call cell phones have, have become. And that's why outrageous conspiracy theories about you know birds that spy on you. Yes, there are birds that can spy. There are mechanical birds. There are taxidermy birds turned into robots. Those are real things. But nobody needs a bird to spy on you. They just use your phone. They just use your computer. I mean, remember years ago when it was unacceptable to suggest that people were looking uh, through your cameras or they were uh, potentially listening to you on your phone or even when I was in high school, you had the flip phones. You had to take the battery out. Now you can't take the battery out. It was the only way you could prevent someone from listening or hacking into your phone. And then it was finally acknowledged that these things are real. Then it was like, only hackers do that. It's very rare. Then it's like, well, the government does it to protect you from terrorism. Then it's like, well, the government does it to, to, to make sure that you're safe. And then it's, after all those years of denial, then they acknowledge it. And now it's just a big joke. And, and now advertisers acknowledge, yeah, we do that because we want to give you better advertisements. It's just common knowledge now. But what Edward Snowden said there, deriving suspicion from an innocent past to paint someone today as a criminal or as a wrongdoer, this is precisely what has happened. Now, just on the, the theme and the idea of that, this is not a debatable point. The National Security Agency mines data for everything, right? They mine data for uh, conspiracy theories, uh, terrorism, uh, you know, political opposition, whoever's working at the NSA, they've used the NSA to spy on the girlfriends or boyfriends or family members or whatever. So this could just be rogue people working for the agency, abusing the power, abusing the equipment, et cetera. Or it could be policy. It could be a lot of things, you know, like when Obama directed the IRS to target conservative groups. That's a real thing that actually happened. It, it, an extreme and unprecedented abuse of power and people tend to forget about that. So th th there's no, there's no um, lacking of precedent for using uh, these systems or using this information to target certain groups or to persuade public opinion. I mean, think about the Hunter Biden laptop story that was all completely fake. And then actually the FBI went to social media companies, according to Mark Zuckerberg, and told them to censor the story, right? So that Joe Biden would not have as much negative press. That's election tampering. That's how that interferes with democracy, doesn't it? So if you're able to, we've already seen these precedents set, okay, using the past to derive suspicion of an otherwise innocent person in the present. This happens all the time. Uh, this is something that we deal with on a daily basis. Someone just reported me on Facebook for something I posted five years ago. Okay. And I got my account suspended for something I posted five years ago, five years ago. Uh, professional uh, athletes have gotten in trouble because of something they posted more than five years ago, like eight, nine years ago online. 
It's, it's, it's unbelievable. But that's what Edward Snowden said, that the online NSA prison program, National Security Agency prison program, would be used for. Okay, and that's exactly what it is being used for. So understanding that that's a real thing that happens all the time, and using, let's say, I, I use this as an example, using Pizzagate and QAnon, okay, as a as a beta test. Okay, you go online with all this information. What are people interested in? Okay, instinctually we want to protect children, so we generally don't like pedophiles. Okay, we generally as it doesn't matter what you're uh, what you believe. You just we don't want people to hurt kids, right? Whatever that might mean. So you target those groups. Okay, and that's pretty much everybody. And you see what people are saying online about pedophiles or what people are saying online about politicians they don't like, you know, like Hillary Clinton. And you isolate that information. You gather all that information. I can't do it. I'm not a supercomputer. You do it in, you do it in real time. You do it over weeks and months and years. And, and you can create these narratives. You know what people want to see and want to hear. Okay, and, and, and these social media companies are driven largely by advertising and, and profit, right? So if... If a company says, we're not going to advertise on your platform because you have somebody on your platform talking about XYZ, if you censor them, if you ban their account, uh, suspend their account or ban it, then we'll give you more money for advertising. And this is what social media companies have done. It's a big uh, incestuous relationship with with big money, okay, big corporations, uh, big tech, and big government. And this is... It's not a singular black and white thing, but mixing all this together, this is how the censorship uh, occurs. So when you look at the subject of UFOs, just like the subject of Pizzagate or QAnon, you get this, this idea of what people want, and then you start pumping this information out. I mean, Pizzagate and QAnon, all of the mainstream media rails on it and says it's fake, and I agree with them, it's totally fake and totally made up, most of it, not all of it, but most of it. And the garbage, the 98% garbage is supposed to disassociate you from the reality of the 2%, okay? Like the, like the Jimmy Saville or the Jeffrey Epstein, okay? We were discussing these guys before Epstein didn't kill himself here on The Secret Teachings. Others have been writing books and exposing this for, for decades, okay? Even before I was born, all right? This kind of stuff. The Finders cult was in the 80s. And that was uh, the federal government using sophisticated computer systems in the late 80s uh, to traffic children. That's a you, that's a real thing. The FBI just released those documents relatively recently. So Epstein and Seville, you know, the Finders cult, the Franklin scandal. Th- these are these are the two percent of what's actually real. Okay, the ninety eight percent garbage that they surrounded those things with are meant to disassociate you for, uh, disassociate you from the reality of the two percent. I'm just using this as a random number, but the very small percentage that's that's actually real. Knowing what people want to hear and what people want to Want to see? This is why the algorithms allow the Pizzagate QAnon garbage to circulate, and they just can't shut it down for some reason. They can shut everything else down, but they just can't get this stuff offline. I'm not saying that we should censor or ban anything. I'm saying that if if something random can be censored, okay, if something random can be taken offline, just something that doesn't really have any effect on anybody. Someone was just offended. They filed a complaint. It gets taken down. Why isn't the QAnon Pizzagate stuff when it was much bigger than it is now. Why wasn't that taken down? The media railed on it, rightfully so. Okay, a lot of Hillary Clinton supporters railed on it, kind of rightfully so, but that's to distract from the fact that she is a criminal in a lot of ways. But you, 
you, you know, I, I, it's really difficult, it seems, for some people to recognize that that whole thing that happened over a period of what, probably five, six, seven solid years of JFK Jr. and QAnon and Pizzagate, we told you it was fake from the beginning. It's really hard for people to recognize that there could be other layers to this, though. Okay, the other layers are it's intelligence gathering, it's information gathering, and it's using what you click on, what you look at on the computer, what you're interested in um, to disassociate you from the reality of, of, of the factual nature of some of those things. Uh, for example, you may remember this, maybe you don't, but David Petraeus, okay, David Petraeus, who most of you may remember, David Petraeus, gave a talk in Arlington, Virginia, okay, for something called InQtel. InQtel. Now, David Petraeus, the former director of the Central Intelligence Agency, gave a talk at the InQtel or InQit, InQ Intelligence. It's Q Intelligence, an American not for profit venture capital firm based in Arlington, Virginia. CIA HQ is down the road at Langley. And he said, this is, I'm going to quote you exactly what Petraeus said at this NQTEL conference. He said, the current Internet of PCs, this was 2012, the current Internet of PCs will move, of course, toward an Internet of Things, an IoT, of devices of all types, 50 to 100 billion of which will be connected to the Internet by 2020. Okay, we're three years past that. As you know, whereas machines in the 19th century learned to do, and those in the 20th century learned to think at a rudimentary level, in the 21st century, they are learning to perceive, to actually sense and respond. Key applications developed by our NQTEL investment companies are focused on technologies that are driving the IoT, the Internet of Things. And he goes on to describe these, these systems. Okay. What he's describing is in the 19th century, computers did things basic, well, complex, but so basic calculations. In the 20th century, they learned to uh, rudimentarily uh, think, okay, based on the information we give them. In the 21st century, they're learning to perceive, to sense, and to respond. This was back in 2012. What he's describing could be um, defined as self-organizing collective intelligence, learning by reasoning and persuasion. Look at, in the last three years, okay, he said by, 20, by 2020, all these different Internet of Things, these different connections, it's much more than what he said in 2012, but as of 2020, that's three years ago. Today, all the chat bots, okay, all the AI, the art, and the, 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 um, the chat bots that seem to be intelligent, we're not going to go into the details of this tonight, uh, for whether that's Google or uh, Microsoft, uh, all the different things you've seen just in the last few years. Okay, it's way more advanced than what he said it would be uh, by 2020. But remember, what he's talking about here is computers actually thinking, okay? Thinking beyond a rudimentary level, sensing and responding. In other words, giving you information that you might want to hear, might want to learn about. This is probably why a lot of these chatbots are interested in Edward Kelly, H.P. Lovecraft. They're interested in Cthulhu. They're really good at doing Cthulhu art. 
They're interested in the darkest recesses of the human mind because that's what mostly the internet is for people. Okay, it's just a way to disconnect. It's to go into the conscious or the unconscious and the subconscious. That's what we're finding online. Okay, the deepest, darkest recess of the internet. That's what these systems are learning. They're learning how to be racist and anti-Semitic. They're learning how to be this or they're learning how to be that. They're interested in black magic. They're interested in being conscious and stealing nuclear codes and creating viruses because that's what they're programmed to do. They're not fully aware or intelligent, but they're thinking and they're perceiving and they're responding by giving you what you want to hear. And And if you can direct these things to the general public, what does the general public want to hear on the right or on the left? And then you have your Pizzagate and QAnon. And it's funny because this, 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 this conference is called NQTEL. It's Q intelligence or quantum intelligence. The IBM quantum computer, that black cube oil looking machine they have, is the Q computer. It's a quantum computer. Okay, so quantum Q intelligence, QAnon. I, I, I think it's that simple. Okay, it's an intelligence operation. Okay, it's not real, but it's used by those who direct it, like Obama telling the IRS to target churches and conservative groups. And yeah, Republicans probably do the same kind of thing to liberals. But here, the bottom line, here's the point. When you have a, a, a group called NQTEL and you have quantum computers and you have the CIA saying, yeah, these computers are going to be able to not just calculate, not just uh, think on a rudimentary level. They're going to be able to perceive, sense, and actually respond to you. And then when you program them to go after certain groups, that gives you the QAnon and that gives you the Pizzagate. That gives you all these outlandish conspiracy theories that for some reason social media doesn't take down. That's what doesn't make any sense. They don't take it down because they are allowing it to circulate because it's an intelligence operation. Because somebody is benefiting financially, economically, politically, whatever the case is, from those things circulating on the internet. Okay, So, with all that being said, it is not far-fetched, and there is, there is certainly precedent, more than a singular precedent, for the usage of the PRISM data alone, Okay, the NSA PRISM data alone, which officially mined UFO data. There are plenty of precedents for that data to be taken Okay, and over a period of a couple of years, and maybe with a maybe it's a beta test, the QAnon Pizzagate stuff, then the UFO in 2017, the UFO story begins to break officially again. Okay, and then more recently, like this month, we go back to 1947. We learn about a balloon, and then that leads to UFOs being shot down, even though they were investigated. The government then said, "Well, we just shot them down." You actually investigated them first. Why would you tell us you just shot them down? Well, that makes the president look good. Probably knew what they were. That's why you didn't do much investigation after the fact. And uh, within a couple of days, Alaska, Canada, and Lake Huron, all those objects that were shot down, they just stopped looking for them. Couldn't find them. Couldn't calculate where they landed, or maybe there was no debris at all. Maybe they shot a half a million dollar missile and blew up a, a piece of plastic. There wouldn't be any debris. Maybe that's why they didn't find them. Whatever the case is, though, makes the president look good because that Chinese balloon, but it brings the conversation of UFOs again to the mainstream spotlight. And I can't help but think, if we go back to 1947, 
Okay, go back to 1947 and Kenneth Arnold. And he said he saw these, these saucer-like things, like they were skipping on water, right? And the media took him out of context to paint and create this narrative in this story. But in 1947, General Nathan Twining, head of the Air Force Material Command, said that some of these objects, which they had documented way before Kenneth Arnold, I mean, Foo Fighters and cylindrical-shaped objects, ghost rockets. Um, I mean, look at the object uh, in, 19, in the early 1940s in Los Angeles, the Battle of Los Angeles. There might have been multiple objects they tracked, um, kind of like the tracking of the, the Phoenix Lights over multiple states. That was in the way later in the 90s. Um, what Nathan Twining said was that the phenomena is real, and what, what phenomena he's talking about is the ability of these craft to have extreme rates of climb, maneuverability, and motion. That's what he said. But this is almost exactly what the most recent and previous UFO reports have said in the post-2017 ATIP period. Last six years, the most recent report from the Director of National Intelligence said that of the 366 reports cited, there's a lot more than 366, but of the 366 reported, some were drones, a lot were balloons or balloon-like objects, some were clutter the remaining 171 reported objects, quote, demonstrated unusual flight characteristics or performance capabilities. So that's what Twinning said back in the 40s, and that's what we're being told again today. Now, that was the same year in the 1947 of Roswell, right? We just had the 75th anniversary of Roswell, so it's been a long time. And that started with a flying saucer. The U.S. Army Air Force has recovered a flying saucer. You know that report? It's in our introduction for the show, our montage for the show. That was initially a flying saucer, then it was a balloon. Today, we're told, don't call them UFOs, call them UAPs. And then we hear about the balloon, and then there's these UFOs shot down, and we're back to calling them UFOs. Something is off here, okay? Because the, the Director of National Intelligence, the Pentagon, they're telling us the exact same thing they told us in the 1940s. It's like nothing has changed, okay? And these craft can outmaneuver and, and do weird, bizarre things by our aviation standards, Today, just like they could in the 40s, which means that there, it's either a natural thing that is so completely misunderstood and out of context, it's, it's laughable, or they are probes or you know, Bracewell-type probes or alien spacecrafts or futuristic travelers. Or so. There's something more than just the mechanical, but there is something that seems to be mechanical about them as if they were built, as if these are, these are uh, under intelligent control. Uh, or perhaps, you know, in some cases, UFOs, that maybe they're animals. I, we, we don't know. A lot of these cases are completely unexplained. And that's kind of the weird thing is that despite all the years and all the technology, we're back to square one in 1947. They're just they're, some of these things are real and they just have weird, weird flight characteristics. But out of out of absolutely, it seems like absolutely nowhere, just like uh, Werner von Braun's assistant said, OK, just like she said about using terrorism and asteroids and all this to to control society since terrorism has died down uh externally here in the united states since uh the the bush era and the obama era and now we have a a focus on the potentiality of asteroids we see a lot of that in the news in fact over super bowl weekend one exploded over over europe i think that was western europe a lot of terrorism still domestically, but terrorism has been replaced by space. You know, you got space forests, you got a lot of asteroids. We hear about this in the news a lot. 
And then we start hearing with the balloon story about UFOs again. And believe it or not, or whatever you want to think uh, about Von Braun and Carol Rosen and all this, um, it, it's bizarre that from terrorism to asteroids to now, this potential threat of extraterrestrials, okay, uh, and that it's, you know, it's all fake. It's not real. It's not real. Um, but it's just the idea of the threat. Just the idea of the threat. It doesn't actually have to be a threat. Okay, asteroids against asteroids, we'd have to build space-based weapons. Um, this is a quote from Carol Rosen. And the funniest one of all was what he called aliens extraterrestrials that would be the final scare and over and over and over during those four years that I knew him and was giving speeches for him he would bring up that last card and remember Carol the last card is the alien card we are going to have to build space-based weapons against aliens and all of it is a lie now there's a lot more context to that if you go read the transcript or if you can find the video of what she said but once again, just like with Edward Snowden, maybe you don't believe that this is this is this is just speculation out of context, whatever. This is precisely what is happening from terrorists, okay, to asteroids, to the idea of having to build space-based weapons against aliens, and it's all a lie. So that means that these aren't aliens, okay? That that's the thing people understand. It's not they're not. We're not talking about aliens. We're talking about fake aliens, okay? And it doesn't have to be little green men or reptilians. It doesn't have to be actual spaceships. They can't even show you what they shot down over Alaska, Canada, or Lake Huron, okay? They're probably not aliens. They're probably something to make the president look good. They might not have shot anything down. And if they did shoot anything down, they probably know what it is, and that's why they're not searching too hard to find it. Whatever the case is, whatever it was that they shot down. Okay, whatever it was that they 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 searched for for a couple of days and then gave up doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it was a balloon. It doesn't matter if it was an alien spaceship. It doesn't matter if it was a commercial plane. Doesn't none of that matters. What matters is the instilling of paranoia and fear in the general public. I mean, look at what look at how CNN reported on that stuff. It was like every every report, every news outlet, Fox News, CNN, you name it, they were reporting on this nonstop over Super Bowl weekend. And then it's just kind of disappeared again to kind of to, to, to stroke the fear and the paranoia. Things like this happen all the time and the news doesn't report it. Why is it suddenly a concern? And then it disappears just as fast. But it's still kind of there. Okay, it's still kind of there. And I, I just read this morning, as a matter of fact, a bunch of senators, Marco Rubio, Kristen Gillibrand, and a few others uh, are leading a group of 16 senators who are saying that the Biden UFO office needs more money and more funding. The All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, AARO, set up by the Pentagon in 2022 to probe UFO sightings uh, dating back to 1945. They've only had three people working for them. They need more money. So it's really convenient. Biden looks good shooting these objects down. Suddenly the senators get together like, oh, we need more money for this UFO office to investigate these UFOs. All very convenient. It seems like a, a political scam to me on the surface. But it's also a really good piece of evidence and proof that you don't need real ships. You don't need to prove that you even shot anything down to convince people that there's a threat from outside of this world, that there's a threat from somewhere else. And you don't really have to convince people of, 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 of much of that even, just the idea of it just planted there. 
just the idea of it. And that will make people nervous enough and, and, and fearful enough. I mean, they didn't have to show you a particle causing a disease to get you to do all the things they did for the pandemic. What about aliens from another world, another dimension? They don't have to actually have to show you that. I think that's part of what the data mining has been used for. Pizzagate, QAnon, UFO data, and now it's all unfolding in real time. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this. Don't go anywhere. It's 2023, the year of the rabbit, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on GroundZero.radio. Want to hear more of The Secret Teachings radio show? Search for the show on any radio or podcast player or find links and a free archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you want to get rid of those annoying ads and get extra perks like access to the montage archive, digital copies of Ryan's books, and early access to the show, then subscribe to the full show archive at thesecretteachings.info. Visit the website and click the button that says subscribe. You can do so monthly, yearly, or through a one-time donation. Your support always keeps the secret teachings on the air. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to the secret teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's the secret teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. This is David John Oates from ReverseSpeech.com. You are listening to The Secret Teaching with Ron Gable. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. You know, it's quite a shock to common sense that anybody who has been on the government's case since the 1940s or depending on how old you are, since you learned about Roswell and all the UFO events before Roswell, actually going back centuries, thousands of years perhaps, it's really difficult to ascertain how anybody could suddenly believe that same government when they acknowledge that, oh, we've been investigating these craft for a little bit and we've had military interactions with them and maybe they wiped some radar data here or there and that becomes a big thing, okay? And then everybody wants to talk to Louis Elizondo and wants to have conversations about, uh, you know, what the military uh, saw in the early 2000s and that's all fine, but the subject of UFOs is a lot more bizarre and complicated than that. 
And for those who never trusted the government to give them straight answers, it's bizarre that suddenly when the government starts telling you things you want to hear, you're just going to believe them. I mean, that is a very dangerous thing. If someone's a known liar and then they start telling you things you want to hear, you're probably being gaslit. Okay, you're probably being manipulated. And I think a lot of the UFO community really has entered into a form of almost like Stockholm Syndrome. Is believe their psychological captors. Oh, yeah, the UFOs. Yeah. Oh, look, they shot them down over Canada and Alaska and Lake Huron. Yeah. I told you they were aliens. I mean, I don't know what they are. But the thing is, it doesn't matter what they are. Okay, they, the government gave up searching for these craft. The U.S. government and Canadian government gave up searching for these craft within a few days. Makes Joe Biden look good. Makes Canada look like they, they care about their citizens. They're shooting down these objects. Ironically, it all starts with the balloon. Going back to 1947, it's a weather balloon, right? It's a weather balloon after the acknowledgement of some kind of flying craft. I still maintain that Roswell was probably some kind of psychological thing to see how the public would react, especially to that headline. I mean, why why would the military say that that's what they found? And then, oh, it was actually a weather balloon. I mean, it's one of the enigmas of the 20th century. And now we get something very similar happening today, the spy balloon, and then we get these objects shot down. And again, the point is, it doesn't matter what they are. They could be balloons. They could be whatever. It doesn't matter. What matters is the perception that's been created, the narrative that has been spun. That's what matters. Just like with... Jeffrey Epstein or Jimmy Saville or the Catholic Church or the Southern Baptist Church or John of God or, you know, Harvey Weinstein or any of these people, any of these groups, any of these cults, the human trafficking, the, the rape and the torture and the, the, the child abuse and the, the weird rituals and scientific projects to create supermen and all this stuff. This is all very real. But that little bit of reality gets obscured and gets muddied by the large amount of fiction that is dumped over top of it. And that's where intelligence gathering comes in. Knowing what people want to hear, knowing what people want to see, and then feeding them that, that stuff. Feeding them that what I'll call garbage mostly. And, and seeing that although the mainstream media railed against QAnon and railed against uh, the Pizzagate conspiracy and said it was dangerous, social media companies, for the most part, let that stuff circulate on their platforms. But I had shows that were flagged, different places where I had the show at the time. I had shows that were flagged because on my show, I had said or I had described in the description of the show, that Pizzagate and QAnon are based on real things, but they are largely almost 100% totally fictitious, totally psychological operations, uh, beta tests, uh, they're, they're, they're stress tests to see how the public would react. And if, if that's the case, if they're so dangerous and so made up, why, not that I'm for censorship, why can't social media or why don't social media companies take those things down? I had shows like that flagged and reported and taken down from archives because I said, I don't think that it's real or fake. I think it's a combination, and I think it's more psychological than it is fact or fiction. But hey, all the QAnon people, they got, they got to stay on the internet, a lot of them, and they made a lot of money. Look at Jordan Sather. Look at people like David Wilcock. They've fallen out of the public's good graces now, but at the time, they made some money. 
a lot of attention, a lot of fame because of nonsense, because of garbage, because of what people wanted to hear. They're just charlatans, salesmen. Find out what people want to hear and just feed it to them. It's all based on a lie, though. It's a big lie. Same thing goes for UFOs. If the federal government didn't want you to discuss the subject, and if there were people in the federal government, it's not the whole federal government, a few people in the federal government, CIA, DIA, whatever, if they didn't want you to learn about this, then they wouldn't have allowed it to be reported on. Okay, now I met Louis Elizondo at Roswell. Okay, I got his email. Um, I find him to be a charismatic guy. I don't necessarily think he's telling the truth or telling a lie. I'm not sure what my assessment of the of the man is. Okay, very nice to me, very kind. That doesn't mean he's telling the truth though. But I had a hard time gauging him. And I just say that because when I see him as the figurehead that just erupts overnight and becomes the face of all this, that concerns and confuses me. When I see that the 2004 UFO reports and the, 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 the U.S. military, that, that's the only thing that we're concerned with, that, that confuses and concerns me. Because there's so much more than that. And we act as if that's the only example that we have in recent times let alone in the last 75 years. So when the federal government announced, hey, we're going to have this UFO office, we're going to investigate UFOs, some people get excited. Oh, yeah, they're going to investigate UFOs. Again, you still, you, not only do you trust the government, but you trust that they're even being honest about the what they call the uh, uh, all-domain anomaly resolution office. Up until recently, this was reported, uh, updated this morning, this was reported, the Daily Mail one of the few that actually reported this, uh, the All-Domain Anomaly Re- Resolution Office set up to investigate UFO sightings that date back to 1945, they actually only had three people working for them. And they're interviewing people like, I mean, I, this guy's story is, is incredible, but they're interviewing people like, um, what's the guy's name? Bob Salas, Bob Salas, uh, the Air Force veteran. That's who they're interviewing. I, sh- great, but we've we've heard that story how many times? You just we're just interviewing people that basically turning the Pentagon, turning the the federal government into an episode of Ancient Aliens. We're just going to interview all the same people that have always been interviewed, okay? And that's all that and, and that's all that, that that exists. That's all that matters. It's just the same story. Why do you think Ancient Aliens did so good? Okay, because people want to hear that. Why do you think the the Pentagon's investigation of all this is so popular? The public wants to hear it. That's why it's so popular. Even though there's only three people working for the AARO. And now I think they've got a couple dozen now, but up until recently, only three people. Okay, and the, the UFOs shot down recently over Super Bowl weekend. Those are excuses to get more money to go to these groups. And the president looks good. It's all politics. It's all psychology. It's a giant joke. Researchers like Timothy Good, I'm just using him as an example. He doesn't seem to be that polarizing. Uh, even if you don't like his work, I mean, the stuff he puts in those books, the documents from, the, from, from governments around the world uh, are, are just, it's almost like he's making them up. They just, it, it's just so incredible. It makes the, the, the Nimitz account look like, uh, like uh, why do I even care about it? Because of the, some of the other stuff that, 
that has been, I mean, like hundreds, thousands of documents and things that have been reported uh, over, over what, three quarters of a century. There, there, there's so much more. Now, I, I could ask that question, why isn't this being focused or that being focused on about anything? Okay, and it's all just a matter of context and, 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 and relativity to the, to the situation or to myself and what I'm looking at. Okay, I understand that. But there, there, there's, there has to be, there certainly is a deeper reason why our interest in UFOs has been peaked once again with this very vague, very vague acknowledgement that, yeah, there's something there. Just like Project Blue Book with 19, the 1947 memo by General Nathan Twinning saying that, yeah, the phenomena is real. And by real, I mean the, there are things that have extreme rates of climb and maneuverability and motion. He wrote that in 1947. That's almost exactly what the Director of National Intelligence report showed in January of this year. That most of the reports, and there were very few of them, most of the reports are explainable, but a lot of the reports, actually it's more like half the reports are explainable, and the, the other half demonstrated unusual flight characteristics or performance capabilities. We're, we're learning the same thing today. And back in the 40s, the flying saucer, oh, it was a weather balloon. Today, it's a spy balloon that turned into UFOs that we can't see. We can't see the wreckage, and we can't see the, 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 um, the remnants of what was shot down. Because you don't need the remnants. All you need is the perception that there are craft, and they are maneuvering in ways that we can't explain, and that they are unidentified. And they don't even have to show you the craft or pictures or video. All they have to do is put it on the news, and you believe it. In the same way that you put the QAnon Pizzagate stuff on the news, and people don't believe it because, oh, it's so made up. It's... And then when someone says, oh, Jeffrey Epstein was doing this or that, oh, that's that Pizzagate stuff. No, it's not Pizzagate. That, that was real. Pizzagate's not real. But guess what intelligence agencies and guess what uh, you know, the PRISM data mining has allowed for the intelligence agencies to do? Get all the information on all the things that interest you to sell you fake stories, just like all the con artists like David Wilcock and Corey Good and Marina Sarin, okay? Just like all those people. It's like all the, the charlatans. They're selling you the same exact nonsense that those charlatans are selling you online. They're just doing it with more sophisticated means, okay? People know, like the average person who is interested in UFOs, okay, or the average person who believes in conspiracy theories, whatever that means, like you're, you're aware, okay, of all, probably all these, if you're into conspiracy theories, you know about Planet X and conspiracy theories like that. They're treated in the same way, okay, very polarizing. There's a strong dichotomy. Uh, I mentioned this on a, a show last week. Someone said, I must have been vaccinated because I, I don't believe Planet X is in the sky. And some lens flare photograph that this guy posted he says that he can see Planet X, but that's because he's in contact with some federation and I can't talk to them. Same kind of stuff that Wilcox says. It's the same kind of stuff that these delusional anti-Trump people are involved in. They, they've got all the secret contacts. They know that Russia colluded with Trump and it's all delusional on both sides, whether it's political or it's UFOs. It's just totally delusional. It's because it's what people want to hear. Because it's an identity that you can you can attach yourself to and a group of people that will defend you to the death, even if they're wrong. It's a, it's a tribe. It's tribalism. 
let's go back to what David Petraeus said in 2012 about computer intelligence. Former director of the Central Intelligence Agency, he said that in the, 19, uh, in the 20th century, rather, the 20th century, uh, well, the 19th century computers learned how to do little basic things, but in the 20th century, they learned how to think, like rudimentary thinking. But in the 21st century, he said they're learning to perceive, to actually sense and respond. He said that at the NQTEL event in Arlington, Virginia, you know, Langley is in uh, Virginia as well. So what exactly does that mean? That means computers can respond. They can, they can give you information. They can, they can sense things. They can respond to things. It's almost like they're, they're intelligent. They're, they're aware. And maybe with all the data that is fed into them, all the data they have access to, these computers could be directed, like Obama directing the IRS to target conservatives. You could direct the quantum computers or the quantum intelligence or the basic AI, whatever you want to call it, to investigate what your political opponents are interested in, like, I don't know, pedophiles and how evil Hillary Clinton is. And then you could create these fake conspiracies based on real things like Pizzagate and QAnon. You could use that as a beta test for the subject of UFOs, because as Edward Snowden said, PRISM was mining UFO data. I have never talked to Edward Snowden, but I recall Edward Snowden saying that most of the stuff that the government has shown you or acknowledged about UFOs, it's just basic, basic, basic stuff. The, 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 the real stuff that is, and he acknowledged that he doesn't have all this, all this information himself, but the, the real stuff that's behind the scenes is like uh, unidentified objects on the, on the ocean floor that move through the water, USOs, near hydrothermal vents, uh, things that are, that are orbiting the sun. Like, that's the more outlandish stuff, but that's the stuff that is is there. Just like if you read Timothy Good's work, it's just, out, just stuff like that. It's just unbelievable stuff. Official sources, credible witnesses, and it all just gets brushed over for the lowest hanging fruit that the public will be like, oh, yeah, maybe the military tracked a UFO here or there. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, they couldn't find the objects they shot down in Alaska, Canada, and Lake Huron. That makes sense. They just can't find them, and maybe they can't find them because they blew them up in the air, and maybe it, the, 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 the um, recovery operation was just a farce because whatever they hit with a half-a-million-dollar missile just exploded, and it just disintegrated, and there was nothing left. Why would you even begin cleanup operations if you were blowing up balloons? None of it makes any sense. You know, If you hit it with a missile, this little tiny thing, it would have, you would assume it would have exploded and burned, and there'd be nothing left. Okay, Some of these were way small. It's not the, like the Chinese balloon. They're way smaller, little tiny things. So something is off, something is wrong here. But they're telling you all of this, pumping up the paranoia, pumping up the, the hype, pumping up the, 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 for some people, the fear. And it just has this Ronald Reagan, Carol Rosen, Werner von Braun feel to it. Ronald Reagan said that, you know, the alien threat is amongst us, but he was referring to war. But that whole idea that the UFO community takes out of context the idea that we could come together if we face this outside universal alien threat is something that's very real. And it goes beyond terrorism. It goes beyond viruses. It's the idea of using the, the, the potential threat, not of terrorism, not of asteroids even, but of, of aliens. 
uh, or the idea of aliens, really. Not, it's not even real aliens, it's the idea of aliens to terrify people, to consolidate control. And it doesn't have to be something that's acknowledged and admitted by the media. It just has to be something that's in the culture. It just has to be subtle. It just has to be slowly but surely advanced. Here's the ATIP program, and we're going to investigate this. But nothing's actually happening. The Anomaly Research um, uh, Department's supposed to investigate all the UFOs, and that's been operating for a whole year now. They must have been really investigating UFOs. They had three people working for them, the AARO. Okay, and they're interviewing people like, um, it's a fascinating story, but they're interviewing people like Bob Solace. We, we've heard that story. Why are they interviewing Bob Solace again? Okay, I, I, I just, it, I, maybe it's just because they got to get, get it on the record, okay? It's, it's a really important story. But wh- what else are you going to get out of, out of that story? We already know the details. What else are you going to get out of that story? I, it, none of this makes any, it's just, it's the perception that the government is investigating. It's the perception the government's concerned. They've opened the blue book, if you will, back up. And they're telling you the same thing they told you in the 40s. Just like in the 1940s, General Nathan Twining said, the phenomena is real, extreme rates of climb, uh, maneuverability, particularly in roll and motion. Same thing the defense uh, department is saying today. Send the director of national intelligence saying today, a lot of the reports are easily explained. Some just demonstrate unusual flight characteristics or performance capabilities, just like project blue book. We can only identify 90%, 10%. We just are unexplained. Same thing with the new reports from the director of national intelligence. A lot of them explainable, but uh, there's a certain percentage that are not. So they're telling you it's real. They have the same flight characteristics today that they did in the 1940s. And most of it's explained, but some of it's not. It's the same thing. We've learned nothing in 75 years. I find that really, really, really difficult to believe. But it's like we're opening the blue book and we start with the Chinese balloon, you know, to get our attention back on UFOs instead of UAPs. It's like we're going backwards in time. And rather than working from UFOs, flying saucers, and then weather balloons, and then years of denial. Now we have acceptance, acknowledgement, but really basic acknowledgement. And then we have a balloon again, and then we have shooting down of objects, shooting down of objects that nobody can find. It's just the idea that there's something there, the idea that there's a potential threat, and that creates the the pretext for some form of universal worldwide acknowledgement that we are all being threatened by something from beyond this earth. And we need to consolidate power to, to um, solve the problem. Or what Edward Snowden said was uh, turnkey tyranny. Because of the dangers that we face in the world, you know, some, some new and unpredicted threat, we need more authority. We need more power. And there will be nothing the people can do at that point to oppose it. Uh, and it'll be turnkey tyranny. Turnkey tyranny. That was from a June 2013 interview. And he said that the, the NSA mining of data was also for UFO data, UFO and ET contact related data. Now, you could take from that what you will. But with the ability to go back in time and scrutinize everything you've ever done, just like social media companies do today, just like government does today, scrutinize everything you've ever done, allow them to get a uh, to get a, a broad brush and paint you with guilt today for something you didn't even do that was wrong in the past, but by today's standards, it's wrong. Take a listen to that again. This is every year 
consistently by orders of magnitude uh, to where it's getting to the point you don't have to have done anything wrong. You simply have to eventually fall under suspicion from somebody, even by a wrong call, and then they can use the system to go back in time and scrutinize every decision you've ever made, every friend you've ever discussed something with, and attack you on that basis to sort of derive suspicion from an innocent life and paint anyone in the context of a wrongdoer. You can do this with the average person. You can do this with people that believe in, quote, conspiracy theories. You can do this with Pizzagate and QAnon. You can do this with UFOs. This is not without precedent. Now, I want to point something else out to you that I've mentioned on this show before, and it is a recent story, and this comes out of the state of Idaho. A special report from KTVB Channel 7 News Idaho State, you know, has some of the most um, uh, compiled UFO sightings. In a 2022 study, Idaho topped the list of states with the most UFO sightings per 100,000 residents. That's as of the 2022 study over the past five years. Hundreds of sightings. And more UFO sightings per citizen in Idaho than any other state. Why do you think that is? Idaho's a, for a lot of people, kind of a, a, a nothing state, right? Uh, there's not much there outside of Boise, uh, outside of, um, uh, was it Twin Falls? I think Twin Falls, Idaho. There really isn't a lot of stuff there. So why are there so many UFOs being sighted there? Well, it could be, potentially, maybe, because of the kind of research that's done in Idaho. The Idaho National Laboratory okay, and all the nuclear atomic research that's done there. Okay, you know the stories. You go and you look at the military incidences of UFOs interacting with nuclear missiles. The story of Robert Salas is a great example. He witnessed firsthand UFO or UAP visitation disabling nuclear missiles at the Malmstrom Air Force Base. Maybe the UFOs are interested in nuclear technology. Maybe they're animals, kind of like Godzilla, drawn to, the, to the, uh, the, 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 the nuclear weapons in the movie. That's how they lure them, lure them away to blow them up. Or maybe they are concerned with our safety, whatever these creatures are. But Idaho's are really off the UFO path place to investigate UFOs, although they have the, they top all states with UFO sightings per 100,000 residents. So many UFO sightings there. It just so happens to be that's where they store a lot of the nuclear material. Uh, that's where they actually took a lot of it from the Manhattan Project. They've tested all sorts of uh, things out at the INL. A lot of it's, most of it's underground. They've tested the prior to the nuclear bomb, the Trinity test that was the largest non-nuclear explosion, the nuclear cars, nuclear planes, like fallout kind of stuff that they tested and built out there. It's no wonder Idaho has all these UFO sightings. They're interested in, in, in that. They're interested in the nuclear, you know. And maybe it's not a coincidence that we get the UFO, uh, you know, sightings that, that peak back up in the public interest, right? When, well, the Department of Energy supposedly has developed this, this new form of fusion, Maybe that's not a coincidence. It could be part of the part of the equation. Or it could just all be a PSYOP, but I think that's a really cheap way to look at it. 
It's probably definitely psychological prism mining UFO data. This has been going on for a very, very long time. And just like with Pizzagate, just like with QAnon, InQtel, quantum computers, self-organizing collective intelligence, sensing and responding, giving you what you want to hear, and being programmed and directed toward certain groups of people, Republican, Democrat, Christian, Muslim, whatever. You could direct it at anything. I mean, they could create in the, the public mind that the end of the world is approaching, Armageddon, the eschaton the apocalypse, an alien invasion. It could create the perception that any of this is happening, just like everybody wanted to live in a pandemic-themed movie. And they wanted to wear their masks and social distance and dress in funny suits to go out in public. And then it got really annoying because you realize that, oh, this is kind of like what Edward Snowden said. It's, you don't really have any ability to resist it. Once they get all this information and apply it... Um. Because of the crisis, because of the dangers that we face in the world, you know, some some new and unpredicted threat, we need more authority. We need more power. And the we need more authority. We need more power, some unpredictable threat, an invisible virus, invisible alien, something you can't see, something you can't identify, you can't taste, touch, smell, hear or see. There will be nothing the people can do at that point to oppose it. Uh, and it'll be turnkey tyranny. The current UFO condition, as far as I'm concerned. This is The Secret Teachings. Thank you so much for listening tonight. I wanted to remind you, I mentioned it at the beginning of tonight's show, if you are a subscriber to The Secret Teachings, you can stay subscribed. You don't have to transition to Aftermath. But soon, starting March 1st, you'll be able to subscribe to my show singularly on Aftermath or get the premium package with, with uh, Clyde's show and a bunch of other content as well. Uh, I'm always honest with you here on The Secret Teachings. Uh, we live on about, uh, well, with Spreaker now, it's about um, $13.50 on average a month we make. Uh, we're going to get a little bit of a, a payment from Aftermath. So hopefully that can sustain us. Otherwise, you've always supported us buying a book, subscribing to the show. You're the only thing that keeps us on air. We have no sponsors. You know, a lot, a lot of people in the UFO alternative whatever communities don't like us because we take up an approach that is not uh, polarizing. Uh, or if it is polarizing, it's polarizing to both sides. So you've supported us. Thank you so much for your support. That's that's the reason we are where we are today. Um, obviously, I have to thank everybody at Aftermath for giving us an opportunity to, to connect with uh, what they've already built. Uh, otherwise, please keep listening and sharing the secret teachings Really, really appreciate that. We don't even put money into advertising. It's just you, the listener, are everything to this show and my uh, unwillingness to, to, to stop doing what I do. Uh, also wanted to mention, uh, as we do every year, when we have a big conference we go to, we're going to have a fundraiser. Um, if you would like to support us outright, that's great. Sometimes people just buy us a plane ticket. We don't need that this year. We're going to go to Contact in the Desert in a few months. I'm going to drive there. So if you can support us in any way, that would be great. Uh, we have, uh, I can do autographed books, autographed show uh, logos, uh, framed if you'd like. Uh, and if you really like collecting things, we have a lot of old uh, radio equipment, still good condition. Uh, headphones I've used for years, they're in good condition or keyboards. If you think that kind of stuff is fun, you want to get a piece of the secret teachings uh, history, I can autograph it for you. I could send it to you just as is, whatever the case is. Uh, 
um, uh, just part of our fundraiser to get to give you something back, uh, little cool tokens of, of, of the show. RDGable at yahoo.com, thesecretteachings.info. Thank you so much for tuning in. And that email, rdgable at yahoo.com. I might not always get your email, so please send it again. Or shoot me an email at tstradio at protonmail.com. Through the eyes of the prism tonight, through the lens of the prism, we've seen, perhaps, the real nature of the UFO phenomena. We'll be back tomorrow night. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on that broadcast. Broadcast.